All right, we are back again today with the Home Field Advantage podcast. This is Big Mo, and I have Action Jackson on the line with me. Our first podcast after the unfortunate elimination of the Arkansas Razorbacks from the NCAA tournament, but what a run it was. Oh, what a run indeed. Uh, I mean, the the Razorbacks somehow always manage to put those slippers on come March, and they go dancing. And when they go to the dance hall, they're leading everybody. They're taking everybody's girls. They're not worried about <laughs> who they're playing. They're slaying giants. And uh, obviously we went to the dance with one purpose, was to slay the giants in our region, and we did that. And uh, just ran out of gas. I mean, uh, and, and hats off to UConn. They, they played a heck of a game, and uh, we dug a big hole, and we couldn't get out of it. And, uh but, but kudos to the team. Uh, I mean, there's fans that gave up on us halfway through the season, and uh, they were back on the bandwagon before uh, before that final buzzer sounded. I'm sure. Now, I, I have to have to own up that I was very close to being one of those fans because I was not impressed. I mean, uh, you know, I was not impressed for for a lot of the season with Arkansas's team. But, man, did they – I mean, Coach Muss, they really proved me wrong when it came to the, the big dance. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it, you got to tip your hat to them. We so overachieved this year, I feel like, what, what we should have done, given the construction of our team. And we had several players on our team who they, – they have talent, but they're just not ready to play at – at a championship caliber caliber level at this point in their career, they need another year. Absolutely. Uh, I yeah. couldn't agree more. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, some of them were just not, we're not going to see them in a Razorback uniform again, uh, whether that's a uh, transfer portal or whether that's the, uh, the NBA draft. Uh, you know, because I, I think there's two names that, we can pretty much agree on that that won't be in the Razorback uniform, and they they will have their name called on draft night, and and that's uh that's Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. Uh, and uh, a name that I'm hearing now uh, is, is I'm hearing a lot of Ricky Council early second round, so uh, that could be three potential uh, off this team that that are playing at the next level. Uh, whether we believe they're they're ready or not, I, I mean I think another year could. Uh, really put this university at a place that uh, it, it's it's very rarely been in, in the last 25 years. Hmm. Now, now, fill me in, Jackson. Is this is this official that Anthony Black and Nick Smith are, are leaving? There's, there's, I mean, there's no uh, quote unquote official announcement that's been made that uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, but the quote-unquote experts, which uh, some of them uh, got, got less right in the NCAA tournament than we did, but uh, some of some of the experts uh, just just pretty much think that the Nick Smith and Anthony Black things are, are a lock. Uh, and uh, and now, uh, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm hearing Ricky Council uh, late first, early second round, uh, simply because of the, the, the way he drives the ball uh, so tenaciously to the basket. And is able to knock down free throws when he 
as well. So, uh, you know, it, it could be could be a, a, a horrible thing for Arkansas, but, you know, as we go through this cast, I, I think the, the future also looks very, very good, especially when you're dealing with Coach Musselman, who has become the, uh, the guru of the transfer portal. He just always seems to go and snag players and, and make them work in his system, and he's done it at least for the last three years with two Elite Eight runs and a, and a Sweet 16. Certainly, and, and that's honestly probably what we missed the most this year. Obviously, we had Ricky Council Jr., but we probably could have benefited for a few more uh, transfer portal players and maybe a few less, uh, you know, five-star recruits. And, and you know, on the on the flip side of this, this coming year, not to jump too far ahead, but we have only two of those high-rated recruits, and, uh, you know, they're, they're looking probably as we speak at, at, at least three transfer portal guys, uh, maybe even okay. more, uh, because the, uh, we, we don't know what's going on with the Mitchell twins. Uh, we don't, uh, we don't know what's going on, uh, with Jordan Walsh. Uh, I, I think that Jordan Walsh and Devonte Davis are two pivotal pieces, uh, for the team next year. I, I think Jordan really, he kind of shined at times in that NCAA tournament and he showed oh, yeah. us, uh, what, what he is, and another year in college, uh, you're, you're talking about Jordan Walsh potentially being one of those uh, top ten lottery pick type of guys as well. Well, I wouldn't take it that far, but Jordan Walsh is definitely a um, he's a strong asset to have on on a college basketball team. I wouldn't, I don't think he could ever be the star player on the team, but he is a kind of in the Devo mold, honestly. Um, uh, an excellent guy to have as your number two or three option um, on the team. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back, and the name slips my mind, uh, back to last year or the year before, but a guy who was uh, very strong on defense. Help me out here. Um, well, I mean, we, we've had we've had several under Coach Moss, uh the, the name play small me. forward for us. I mean, you, the name will come immediately to you. Uh, well, one one of them, he, he was also a, you know a, a knockdown three guy, but he, he played great defense. Uh, for me, was Stanley Amude. Uh You know, he was uh, he was a great asset for the team. That might not be exactly the name you're looking for, but he was mm-hmm. he was so pivotal. Tate. In that, in Tate. Jalen Tate. Jalen Tate. Another one. Yes, that's that's the type of player. Yes, that's the type of player that um, that that he could end up being is is a Jalen Tate type player essentially. That's that's kind of his ceiling, and that's a high ceiling. Yes, yes, very very much so. Uh, if I if I recall, I think I think Jalen currently is playing overseas, but uh, he, he is he's, he's making money to play basketball, so he's he's doing something that most guys dream of. So. Uh, well, he was one of the better uh, Razorback players in recent memory, and frankly, on one of, two of the stronger teams that we've we've had, or at least one of the stronger teams Especially in, assist in the, 21. Assist the turnover ratio. He, I mean, he was he was a, a great distributor of the ball as well. So uh, yes, and you know, it, 
it's it's hard to talk about this tournament and, and not look towards the future because I just with with Eric Musselman over there, it I mean the, the future is always gonna look bright and uh but I think we we we've we've mentioned it many times on this cast and, and I don't wanna jump the gun with, with you, Big Mo, but how mad has this March Madness been? I mean Look at the four teams that are left standing. Uh, it, it's uh, I, I think we caught it on here, and I, I think you're I think you're probably going to give uh, you know uh, some props where they're needed. But how about <laughs> I sure am. How about you, you, in, in college basketball. Well, you're taking the words out of my mouth because you're the one who called it, Jackson, and and you say it on this cast not once, but at least twice, and you said specifically. The, the the NCAA tournament champion for 2023 is not ranked in the top 10. You said that before the tournament started. In fact, you said that before the tournament was even seated. And it's 100% right. We're down to the Final Four. We don't have any teams that were ranked in the top 10, uh, haven't been ranked in the top 10 since February. UConn's as close as you get. They were a four seed that looked like they were actually kind of on their way in the wrong direction, uh, having lost out of their co- – couldn't even win their conference tournament in a Big East that turns out was actually stronger than what some people thought. Um, but, but yeah, uh, UConn being a four seed, it's the first time I believe since – I want to say since the um, – uh, 64-team uh, f- field era. In the, in the NCAA tournament, none of the top three seeds in all the regions, no one, two, or three seed, made it to the Final Four. Yeah, that's that's correct. This this tournament has made history. Uh, uh, I, I don't have... Uh, I, I, I just... All the parity that I've seen across college basketball this year, I, I just had this itching feeling that I had to get out that the champion would not be ranked in in the top ten in the country, and uh, that turns out to be true. I mean, I mean, think about Florida Atlantic. Thirty years ago, they weren't even recognized as Division One. Well, I just want to emphasize, yeah, I mean, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, before that, they didn't I just... even have a basketball team. They had no basketball team at all. Yeah. So they didn't even play basketball at Florida. Wow. So that's uh, a shocker. It, I didn't know that. It's. I mean, there was there was a time when there was no basketball at Florida Atlantic, and these guys right here are true Cinderella. I mean, true Cinderella. Outside of a, uh, outside of a diehard FAU Owl fan, uh, <laughs> there's nobody that picked them in a title game. I mean. You could pick yeah. a thousand brackets, and you would never have FAU in the title game, in the Final Four, any anywhere close to any of that. And that's what they've done. And you know, and and, and I know I know what's coming. You know about the the San Diego State. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> but it's, I, I just want to, well, I just want to emphasize, and we'll get to San Diego Miami, State. In just Miami's a never made a Final Four. Miami never made a Final Four. In Miami. Who would have thought two teams, two teams from South Florida would be in the Final Four? Two teams from South of Florida. Want to play Miami? You know they want to play Miami. They want to play Miami for all the marbles. 
Oh yeah. Get us to now what? What? I mean, they're playing <laughs> at Florida Atlantic. Of course, they want to play Miami for all the marbles. I don't. And think they could. I, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really want to throw a prediction out there right now because no favorite has done good in this <laughs> tournament, and I'm almost tempted just to go with my gut and ride with San Diego State. I, I just I, yeah. I want to say San Diego State because of defense. That's what they're going to play. They're going to play defense. Well, we'll we'll get to San Diego State in just a second, but I want to emphasize how bold of a call you made and repeated on this podcast that your your Final Four champion, your NCAA champion, was not in the top ten. Because I did some research on this, Jackson. In the past nine years, seven of your past nine NCAA tournament champions have been number one seeds. Seven of your last nine. Uh, the another one was a three seed. And I believe that was. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, that was Villanova. Villanova was a three seed. Okay, I think right. even as a three seed, I think they were in the top ten. They were like number ten or eleven, very close. So eight of your past nine were in the top ten or you know, one spot off, right? Right. There's only one in the past nine years, and that was the number seven seed, Connecticut, actually, uh, of all of all teams, that won it back in 2014. Right. That was the last time a team that was not ranked in at least the top 12 in the country won the national title. And the other ones, like I said, were ranked in the top four. They were, they were one seeds, the seven of them. So... That was an extreme, you know, let's not sell that short. That was a huge prediction, and you called it. You you, you called madness, and madness is what we got. <laughs> and, and you know, and I, I, can't, I can't put the full credit on this, but if you think back, Big Mo, in that Maui Invitational Tournament, Arkansas was probably as close to full strength as they were going to be the entire season. We played two teams that actually ended up playing in a in a classic NCAA tournament game the other day. We played Creighton. They beat us by three. We took San Diego State into overtime and beat them. And that's kind of when I've seen the, a little bit of the writing on the wall, like, wait a minute, Arkansas is absolutely stacked with talent. We just got took to the wire by San Diego State, and Creighton beat us. And I'm like, man, college basketball might just be wide open this year. And I didn't throw any predictions out or anything like that, but that might have been where, you know, subconsciously I had a, I'd seen a little, a, a little picture of what was to come. Now, I mean, FAU playing in San Diego State in the Final Four, wouldn't have dreamed it. Miami, uh, you know, getting as far as you know as they have, getting to the Final Four. Playing is UConn. I mean, and now UConn's the favorite. So I'm not pulling for UConn to win because the favorites haven't done good in this tournament. So I can't pull for the favorite because that would be going against the whole grain of this tournament. So, uh, you know, I want to say the winner of Miami and UConn wins the tournament. But at the same time, that it wouldn't surprise me if, if one of these underdog Cinderella teams was to cut down the nets. In my experience, once you get to the Final Four, the favorites do tend to take over. 
that's just been my experience. I think that's borne out by statistics. But you know, these these upset-minded teams do they they can make it. You know, even to the final four. But once you get to the big dance, that's where the bill usually becomes due, and that's why you see so many number one seeds winning it all. Even though uh, they probably win it in a much greater proportion than they're represented in the final four, because when the one seeds get there, they've already gotten past all the jitters. They've already gotten, you know, they've they've had their backs against the wall. They've survived. They've got a lot of confidence, and they usually, you know, do what they they came there to do, you know, and cut down the nets. Um, but I do want to speaking of teams that. Um, that there are calls that you did make. I mean, obviously San Diego state, I, I'm just going to play the tape on that one. All right. Go for it. I'll make some noise in this tournament. And uh, I had them advancing to the sweet 16, uh, San Diego state. Okay. Yes, that's that's right. Virginia. Before, before losing. So, if I heard that correctly, you actually predicted San Diego State to make it to the Elite Eight. Did I get that right, Jackson? Uh, that, that, that was right. Uh, and, that well, was I just got one, well, I just got one question for you, though. Why'd you sell them short? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the problem is I, I had them losing to Arizona, who I had winning the tournament. And uh, are, are going to the going to the title game, and so that's that's where I sold them short at. So uh, uh, definitely uh, in in one bracket, I had them beating Alabama, uh, which they did, and so I, I I got off of their bandwagon, I guess. And uh, any Aztec fans out there, I have nothing against the Aztecs, uh, you know. And I, I did say that you guys are going <laughs> to make some noise. There's nobody else that's the talking head that's out there. You know, saying that hey, these guys are going to make noise. They're going to go deep in this tournament. But Action Jackson said it, baby. So just uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm that's sorry right. I didn't take you guys all the way to the finals. Uh, but but you know, I, I guess I, I guess I'll go out on a limb. And I'm going to ride with the underdog. I'm going to say they take your FAU and San Diego State wins the championship. There you go, folks. I'm back on a bandwagon. I'm drinking a Kool Aid, and it's. It's uh, it's Aztec red, so that's what it is. Well, I will tell you, I am, I am quite shocked. In fact, I'm very shocked at what Florida Atlantic did. In, uh, of course, they beat Tennessee, and then they beat Kansas State. Yes, they did. And I, I am highly shocked. The the reason that I am. I, the reason that I, I'm just really so shocked at how that went down is because when they beat, they ended up playing uh, Farley Dickinson in the second round. And I don't know, uh, you probably saw some of the, the news on that, but at the end of the game, after they had beaten Farley Dickinson, a guy went in for a windmill slam after Farley Dickinson had given up on the game. Huge black eye for Florida Atlantic, and it was a very uh, poor sportsmanship thing you know, that the coach had to apologize for it. 
the other coach was irate in the handshake line. Uh, everybody condemned what he did. And also, you had somebody from the bench, I guess like an assistant coach or something, come out onto the floor and like wave goodbye to the number, six seed, number 16 seed, Farley Dickinson, as in like, you know, na-na-na-na, hey-hey, goodbye, you know, basically rubbing it in their face that they're out of the tournament. It was just terrible look. And so all I saw going into the – you know, the second round, the second weekend matchup against Tennessee was, man, uh, everybody hates Florida Atlantic. And they just can't wait till Tennessee just embarrasses them. So I was, when I read that, I said, well, I, uh, if there's any sure bet in this tournament, it's that Florida Atlantic ain't making it past Tennessee. And even if they did, they sure as are not making it past Kansas State because they're basically on the hit list for the whole country. And to, to see them make it to the Final Four, it, it really it makes me wonder, hey, this team had a lot stacked against them. It wasn't like this was like a lovable Cinderella that everybody was rooting for. This was actually kind of like the, um, you know, the Joker and Batman or something. This is a team people wanted to see get sent home. So, so am, am I hearing, am I hearing a, a FAU? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm always, I've lived a lot of my college basketball fandom under the yoke of a team that won't be named that wears light blue and white, okay? And if there's anything that I know, it's that the, the most hated evil teams out there somehow find find ways to win. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying it, it worries me when teams are, you know, there's clear reasons to hate them, but they keep winning. I, I've learned it's not wise to bet against those teams. <laughs> so, so we we have uh, once again, folks. We have parity in college basketball. You have two different opinions, uh, two lifelong sports fans, and we have two different picks for that side. And I, I mean, I, I I love it. I absolutely love it. So yeah. so go ahead and and and, and throw me out. No, no, but 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 put me on the record for Connecticut. I would not be surprised at all if we have a Connecticut, Florida Atlantic championship game. But I, I'm I'm going to say that Connecticut wins it. That's that's my call. If if Connecticut doesn't win it, I mean that's that's as far as. But but look, they they just blew Arkansas out. And again, I think Arkansas. Tried hard, I, you know. We. I want. I want to throw a disclaimer out there too that if if UConn is not in the title game, that would give us a first time champion, correct? If anybody yes. with UConn wins, that's a first time champion, right? Yes. That would, and I would like to see that. That would be the epitome of parity in college basketball. Yes. That would be the epitome of nobody in the top ten, nobody in the top ten winning the championship. So, I mean, even if UConn wins, we we still we still hit that. I mean, what no, no. I mean, is, but no. Let me throw that out there. When was the last time we had a first time champion? Was it Baylor? Was it Baylor? Did did, did Baylor win it for the first time two years ago? Oh, uh, that. I mean, that would be. I would say that would be a pretty solid, pretty solid guess. Uh, if if 
I if I had to if I had to guess now, I mean, uh, other than that one, you probably have to go back a while to to find somebody that won it for the first time. Uh, yeah, I, that that's a that's a pretty good guess, folks. By by Big Mo. So so what what we're looking at is we we are saying that DU, the University of Miami, more than likely we're saying will, will not be in the title game. Yeah, Baylor was a first-time winner. So, wow. so much, wow. so much for that for being be, be excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the here's here's the here here's my here's my take on UConn. What does here's my question for Big Mo? If UConn wins this title, which they're obviously the favorites at this point, what does that say about our beloved Arkansas Razorbacks? Because we lost to Baylor two years ago. They won the title. We lost to UConn this year. They win the title. So, what what, what is your take on how on Arkansas's argument of, of being cemented as as a a terror for other teams in March? Yeah, Arkansas has become the ultimate gut check in the NCAA tournament. If you can make it past Arkansas, you can make it past anyone. I think that's what UConn show, uh, winning this tournament, would, with the message it would send. And that was kind of a little bit for uh, Creighton against San Diego State, although, um, you know, the, the, the Aztecs are obviously one of your favorite teams. Um, just because I wouldn't, I, I was going to be tickled if uh, the team that knocked Arkansas out, UConn, played the team that knocked NC State out, Creighton, in the championship. That was just kind of my, because Creighton was a good team, and I don't know uh, how much, how close he watched the end of that game, but it was a wild finish, San Diego State and Creighton. Um, but just to fill our viewers in, uh, San Diego State was inbounding the ball ahead by two with 32 seconds left in the game. Actually, through, was trying to, you know, they had, they were, couldn't get the ball in from their own sideline on Creighton's side of the court. Had to call timeout. Came back onto the court. This time also struggled to get in. The guy had to lob a pass. Uh, uh, the San Diego State player lobbed a pass for his teammate underneath Creighton's basket. When he threw it in the air, the Creighton player circled around the San Diego State player, blocked him out rebound style from getting to where the ball was being thrown, caught the ball underneath his own basket and laid it in to tie the game with 28 seconds. San Diego State got the ball, went down with 28 seconds, held for the last shot, guy drove into the lane, beat his man, got into the lane, put up a floater, went off the rim, no good, but there was a foul. A foul was called while he was shooting. The, the, the Aztec player missed the first free throw, but made the second one, and Creighton tried a long pass at the end, and it went out of bounds on a replay Rather than letting Creighton inbound from underneath their own goal, only down by one, the official determined that the clock should have started earlier, and they called the game over. So it was a wild end. Absolutely, and you know, and and I would myself, I would love to see a San Diego State UConn title game because you have the team that put Arkansas out, and you have a team that Arkansas beat playing for the championship. And that would, I mean, yes. So either way, yes. Arkansas and I think that's what we'll have. That's the odds. I mean, that's the favorites. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. And But like we said, this has not been a tournament for the favorites. So if it went FAU playing against Miami, a backyard brawl for the championship, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. That would be crazy. I mean, that would that would literally be crazy if you had two teams from within 20 miles of each other in South Florida. Neither one was a top four seed. The play, that, that, that would be that would be utter madness. Okay, and it's already a madness. Now, Big Mo, not not playing an <laughs> exhibition game or a, a, a preseason game or a regular. You're talking about those two teams playing for the national yeah. championship. Yeah, they're they're forever going to be itched. They're etched, not itched. Uh, they're forever going to be etched in college basketball lore as the 2022-2023 yeah. national champions. Yeah, two teams that. In football, it was yeah, like in, in, 1994. If, Still there, one of the greatest teams that was ever, one of the greatest runs into the tournament championship that's ever been made. Yeah, I'm a little biased, but that '94 championship, people still talk about it. Not in I Arkansas. talk about it. People not in Arkansas still talk about it. Yeah, that's Grant true. Hill, Grant Hill avoided talking about it on the on the national show. He didn't want to talk about that game. Of course not. <laughs> Of course he didn't want to talk about it. it. It's still an old wound that nobody wants to bring up. But you're you're forever etched there, and you could have two teams from the same state playing for it. Or you could have a team from San Diego State cut the nets down. Or you could have UConn do something that they haven't done in, in nine years, and that's cut the, uh, cut the nets down again. So, I mean, yeah. what, what a tournament it's been final four that we have to look forward to and and uh, and and again, I say again, parity, ladies and gentlemen, parity is what college basketball is all about. Why do you think they're trying to expand the tournament field? They want more parity. They want to give well, more little guys a shot. I mean, so it, it's been great for TV. I mean, absolutely great. So bring on the parity. I mean, I, I'm I'm in for for whatever the title game brings. Yeah, and, and remember, this happens a year after a 15 seed made it to the Final Four. Okay, so you could argue that the past two years have been the most – it's been the most madness that we've ever seen. Absolutely. The past two years. And, of course, what, what was North Carolina seeded last year? Like an eight seed maybe in the final game? Yeah, I, I think they were – I think they were eight. Seven seed, six seed, they, they were low. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that's correct. Uh, they were they were definitely not a one. So, uh, no. so it's it, it's it's been a been a shocker this year for sure. And, um, and I'm I'm by no means, folks, saying that the the era of the one seeds winning the NCAA tournament is over. By no stretch am I saying that because the one seeds will return. They, they yeah, will I was return. right. North Carolina was an eight seed in the final game last year. Let's enjoy the parity while we have it, because we, this is not something we see very often. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 enjoy this while while we can. I'm sorry, I, I was wrong. I think I've said this before. I just I'm looking at the bracket. Excuse excuse the error here. St. Pete made it to the Elite Eight. They did not make yes. it to the Final Four, but still, a right. 15 seed made it to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Now, speaking of Elite Eights. 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to, to take a stand on something here that some people this may ruffle some feathers. Hopefully it won't ruffle too many feathers for the listeners of this podcast. But I'm gonna make an argument here. Arkansas, as you know, in twenty twenty I'm sorry, to the twenty twenty one tournament, we made it to the Elite Eight, lost out to Baylor who won the national championship. Last year we made it to the Elite Eight. We lost out to Duke. And like you said, a rematch of uh, a 1994 game. This year, we upset the number one seed, Kansas, made it to the Sweet 16. That's eight wins. Count them. Eight wins in the past three years. And I challenge you. I, I, I want to make the case that... I have a hard time thinking of any team. There's really only one team that that right off the top of my head comes to mind as having a a stronger or maybe as strong last three years of college basketball in the NCAA tournament than Arkansas. And that's possibly the Houston Cougars. Other than that, including including Kansas. I, Jackson, I, I challenge you. Is there who who has been better in the NCAA tournament over the past three years than the Arkansas Razorbacks? Uh, you, you you took one of my uh, one of my guesses. Uh, I, I would say that <laughs> probably we probably beat them last year. I, I would if you were to just ask me that question, I would have to say Gonzaga. That would have been my guess, just off the top of my head, that that they've had a they've had a pretty good last three years. Uh, that's that's a good that, guess. Other than so, that, I'm uh, I'm pulling up to see what they did in 2021. Gonzaga made it to the final game against Baylor last year. Gonzaga made it to the Elite Eight, and this year Gonzaga once again made it to the Elite Eight. You are correct. You you add those up. And that's uh, it's three wins, three wins, six wins, plus five wins. That's 11 wins. Mm-hmm. That's 11 wins. But when number one seeded Gonzaga went up against number three seeded Arkansas, I take it back. That wasn't the Elite Eight uh, last year. That's 10 wins total because they only made it to the Sweet 16 last year, thanks to us. So uh, one Sweet 16, one Elite Eight, and one final game. Um. It's 10 total wins, and but when they went up against Arkansas, we know who won. The head, so, the head matchup, yes. We, and we, here's something else I'm going to throw out there. One of those wins back in 2021 was against a 16 seed, and the first win this year was against a 15 seed. Mm-hmm. And in... in um, what is it? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Back in uh, 2022, they were that was another win against the 16 seed in in last season. Um, so that is, uh, uh, let me let me see this here. Yes. So that so of, of those 10 wins they've had in the NCAA tournament, three of those wins, two wins have been against the 16 seed, and and one has been against the 15 seed. Meanwhile, Gonzaga has been uh they've now been upset twice in the past three years they got upset by yukon this year and they got upset by arkansas last year arkansas has not been upset a single time 
in the past three years. Meanwhile, yeah, we we've doled out lost. how many upsets? At least three, yeah. we, maybe four. We lost the we lost the games that they said we were going to lose. The uh, the that we weren't we weren't the favorites to win. We've we've uh, we've uh, lost those games. Uh, so and but the games that we won, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely have to. It's a it's a strong argument, and I would uh I would I would uh challenge anybody that, that thinks they have a better one than than our beloved Arkansas Razorbacks, and and, and being uh somebody that you don't want to see come come March Madness because this tournament has proven that if you like I said last week on the cast if if we get there best of luck to you if you're on the other sideline. If you're facing us in the NCAA tournament, good luck because you're going to need it, and you're going to probably need to knock down some threes, as UConn found out. Because I, you know, I want to throw this out there. Yeah, I know we lost by 23. 27 of those points came from the three-point line. If they would have made one three-pointer, where else were your points coming from? Yeah, you tore us up on the inside, but that's 20. That's 24 points less. Guess what? We lose by one. If you only hit one three, UConn, Arkansas loses by one point. So just thank your lucky stars that your threes went in that night. And uh, you know, I, I'll, 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 I'll leave UConn along with that. But they they absolutely tore us up on the inside too. So I don't I don't want to you know take anything away from that win by the Huskies. That was probably the best game that they could have played at that time. And uh, and and they did what they had to do. And they beat they beat the best team in the last three marches and, and I, I agree with you big mo in in the last three tournaments we've been the team that somebody had to go through to get to the title game that they, they had to go through us and man I, I that's a great argument well i mean last year duke didn't make it quite to the title game even though they they did go through us but um we uh Again, the only team on here that I can see that had a, you could say, and I, well, to be honest with you, I'll throw Miami in there. Miami's not done yet. We'll see how they do. But Miami made it to the uh, Elite Eight last season. Miami was in the Elite Eight. Don't forget that. So they're not they're not a fly-by-night team. And they were a 10 seed last year. Right. Miami, I think it snuck up on some people. Um <laughs> They were they were a ten seed. They made it to the elite eight. Now they're in the final four, and they have done uh, probably as much upsetting as uh, as anyone else really in the tournament. I'm, I'm looking at what they did in 2021, and like North Carolina, I, I said I said the word again. But uh, they were not in the tournament in 2021. Of course, uh, yep. North Carolina wasn't in it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, um, there's, that, there's that parody again. Uh, parody and and uh, somebody outside the top ten is going to win it. Uh, no blue bloods. No blue bloods in the second weekend. I mean, the, the blue bloods are gone pretty much from the from the start of this tournament. No Kentucky. Uh, UCLA was taken care of. Uh, we took care of Kansas. No, no, no other team from that state that's not the Wolfpack. Uh, so, 
you know, it, it's it's just man, it, it's been great. I mean, I talk about great and, and awesome to talk about. I mean, you know, tying one podcast to it, not possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I'm. I, I I feel pretty confident that you can make a very strong argument that arc that except for Houston, and Houston's kind of in a unique situation coming out of a uh, non-major conference. But except for Houston, I would say Arkansas has been the number two most successful team, especially when you compare them to expectations and seed, has been the number two best-performing team in the NCAA tournament in the past three years. Uh, I, I feel like you can make a strong if, – if they're not number two by themselves, then you can make a strong argument that they're tied perhaps with a team like Gonzaga or Kansas, that it's pretty much a toss-up between them. But, to, but, but here's the thing. Great. Yeah, go ahead. When you come to Gonzaga and Kansas – we played, but if there was a if there was a doubt or a tiebreaker, it should go to who won when they played, and that was Arkansas. That's exactly right, and and I I know we've had some. I mean, we have had some fantastic players on those on those teams and on the court, but we have to give we have to give kudos to to the coach, man. I mean, Coach Muss has has built this thing from the time he got there uh the fan base was already there the facilities were already there he just had to reposition us in our place where we belong and if you think about it this this coming basketball season we have a chance to do something that hasn't been done since the early 90s and that's make four straight sweet 16s i don't believe it's been done since the early 90s yeah uh, I think maybe 90, 91, 91, 92, 92, 93, 93, 94. I think, yeah. that's, I, I think that's the kind of company that Coach Moss is fixing to step into. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's and – he, but he, it's the way he does it. I mean, look at the players. I mean, we brought up Stanley Amuda. You brought up Jalen Tate, uh, Ricky Council this year, uh, the Mitchell Twins at times. Uh, he does it through the transfer portal. Yeah. The transfer portal is the reason why we beat Kansas. Ricky Council hit those free throws. That's the reason why we beat Kansas. So with, without Coach Morris and, and what he does through this transfer portal, we're not talking about Arkansas being the being one of the toughest teams the last three years. We're not. I'm looking back at the 2021 season. Duke did not even – and, of course, Duke beat us last year. They did not even make the tournament in 2021. Duke did not. Now again, I, I think that may have been because they uh, they had some kind of COVID protocol. Or they decided not to play. I, I, it was a strange time for sure. But um, but yeah, again, that's 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 my position is that the transfer portal people. If you want to succeed in the NCAA tournament, there are very few places that you can go that are better than Arkansas. So and, come on. And if, if you if you stay on the airwaves, I, I mean I, I'm I'm here to tell you, uh if it won't be very far from the recording of this cast <laughs> that you'll know the next name at Arkansas that, that wasn't on their roster this last year that was probably playing as late as the Elite Eight. 
uh, yep. that, that was on a squad that was in the tournament. And but now all you know, all strings are you know unattached now because uh, now we're in the final four. So yep. unless they're still playing, uh, you you can just about bet your dollar, bottom dollar that Coach Muss and his staff are on them. And yep. he's probably got it narrowed down to three or four guys that that he wants, and that's who they're going to go get. And uh, you know the the guys coming in of uh, Blocker, uh, I think he's he's going to be a a great addition to this team. If you think about what's coming back, uh, Devontae Davis. I, I'm thinking Jordan Walsh. I'm thinking Ricky Council is going to be on the team. I, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to put his name in. I might be wrong. Uh, and then, you know, after that, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think well, you have uh, – oh, go, go ahead. Well, we're going to uh, put it on you, uh, Jackson, to keep us updated on the transfer portal. Meanwhile, in our next podcast, our listeners can look forward to us shifting gears to Razorback baseball. We're not going to get any into any uh, baseball stats or scores in this podcast other than to say that we're currently – have the number eight ranked team in the country with a absolutely sterling record of 21 and four. And uh, we'll just leave that uh, for y'all to marinate on until we come back. But that's, that's what you can look forward to for the next, hopefully at least three months We're 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 hoping it lasts. Well, (laughs) let me see. Well, at least two and a half months. Uh, We want to be talking about it in June for sure. Definitely want to be talking about it in June. So well, well, hopefully we'll, we'll have some Omahas this year. We definitely look like we're on the uh, super regional track so far, but uh, we'll get to that next time. Until then, um, we're going to have to sign, sign off. And, off and, uh, uh, catch, uh, catch y'all, uh, basketball, basketball fans, fans, next next next, uh, next, uh, next season. Next season. Uh, and I can only end with uh, amen to that, Big Mo. Amen. Amen.